You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Starting to tense up for everyone because um, the doc uh, from Sydney has uh, given us the flick for the last couple of weeks. He's pressure of business up there, and we hope he's going to ring in. Uh, so we've started uh, just a couple of minutes ahead of him scheduling his call into us. If he uh, rings in, of course, we'll put him on, and if he doesn't, uh, we'll just push on, Don. And now, just before I uh, we ended the last segment. Tell me about this. How, how, how much can you control people's lives? In, in Individually? Or did, did you, you watching this? <laughs> we'll we'll get comments. Did you hear that rustling? MickMichaelChristianMenswear.com uh, uh, Yes, up you your told toy. me not to give him the biscuits till afterwards. You've, mm. You bought biscuits over, Anzacs, from the Ayatollah, from the Ayatollah. and you've <laughs> given it to him and he's eaten them. How yes. many complaints, Don, do we get about you not paying attention and eating biscuits on air? Well, we can leave What's him What's wrong with you, boy? Do you Seriously. Think I'm what? Do you think I'm worried? They right. are beautiful. Well, well, can you, you, how does she do well, those, Michael? She should market them. They are moist. Me. Usually the Anzacs are hard as a rock, but they are they're the best. Bit soft. She right. should market them, Michael. Right. She is about to, I think. Good. Yes. How, how, how well, long? I'm in town, Sammy. We're going to swing past that... Um, I wrote it down here somewhere, that Bohemian uh, what? club in Balaclava. Um, the Swingers Club. Yeah, we're going to swing by there while I'm in town. Just friends? That's it, yes. Yeah. What, do you want to go down there, Michael? Well, man's on his own. Okay. I'm not allowed in on my own, am I? No, you, no? You're not, on certain days you are allowed to no. come in. You've got to be accompanied by uh, you've got to get there. two women or yeah. two females. Uh, well, yeah, two people yeah. with X chromosomes. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be... Uh, uh, I'm not sure that you'd be allowed in, Mick. Mind oh. you, your head looks... Uh, you could use that for... Uh, uh, now, look. We could uh, get uh, down there about How, how much can you control and, uh, people's lives? Do you know what crocs are? Crocs yeah. are those rubber... Shoes. Yeah, yeah. They're now, uh, you think I'll make this up on anything, they're now thinking of banning them on sh in shopping centres and on railway stations wearing Crocs because people stand on the escalator and catch their toes and, and they can't step off the escalator and the Crocs have been going in where the teeth go in to have the escalator come round and come back Ooh. up again uh, and there's been a couple of incidents. So they're banning Crocs. From, can you believe this? Crocs are back in fashion. Uh, well, yep. not not on. Uh, no, if you want to go, well, out, did they ever? If you want to go out, in here fashion? it is. Here, look, look, you won't believe it. Uh, there they are. Um, there they are. There, Crocs. Does that say Crocs being banned? Ivan, please. Five, five minutes, John. Five minutes. He's calling five in. Minutes. Five minutes, well, John. Five minutes ago. Good work. Crocs are being banned from airports, train stations and shopping centres. Yeah, yep. because people get them caught in the escalators. How much can you control people's lives? Maybe, no, I won't say that. Maybe what? Maybe they're the type of people that we don't want anyway. What, simpletons? <laughs> people who can't manage their own life without people actually that wear having crocs. to be, have their hand held through every capacity and every walkway uh, in the community, Don. 
Uh, it's just extraordinary. Uh, so, um, did you see? Now, tell me what's wrong with this. They made a big hullabaloo about the girl, the woman, uh, Sabalenka, who lost to um, Coco Goff, Sabalenka. So she lost the final and they, she went into the rooms after it and they've got video of her smashing a racket on the ground in annoyance and frustration and they've had, there's been a huge furor over her doing that. What the hell is wrong with doing that, Don? Why would you accept defeat? She didn't do it out on the stadium. She got inside and she smashed the racket. Four minutes. What? Four minutes. One countdown. Countdown. It's like we're launching, going into space. What yeah. are you talking about, four minutes? Four give minutes. us the, four give us the when it gets to ten, go ten, nine, no, no, eight, no, seven. No. Yeah, okay, I'll try and do that, but it's four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> What's wrong with smashing? You're right there, you swallowed it. You didn't spit it out. What's wrong with smashing your racket? Why don't you spit it out? What? I'll spit it on you in a minute. What's wrong with smashing your racket in the rooms after the game? Uh, unless you didn't throw the, the silver tray into the... Dustbin. Do you throw your golf clubs when you're on the course? Uh, occasionally. Not okay, oh, occasionally. You, you lose your temper? Um, Don, I'm answering He'd your question. Occasionally temper. I uh, have thrown them, but not for a long time. Well, we're maturing, are we? No, I tell you why, because it puts your shoulder out. Uh, oh, how is the shoulder? Yeah, by shoulder's the way? fucked. Uh, so, so if you so throw. That's your mood. Pain is. I didn't um, realise. So, what is wrong with Sabalenka? And here's my other thing. This is how pathetic society is. Djokovic is Serbian, so they put his name up on the scoreboard. Djokovic, S E R B. And Medvedev, I think, is Russian, isn't he? Yep. Or is he yes. from Belarus? So they don't put Russian. him out because they don't recognise Russia as a country because they invaded Ukraine. Can you think of anything more? And they didn't put Sabalenka up. She's from Belarus. They didn't put her. They just said they didn't show what country she was from. How, who are these people? Who tells you you can't put <laughs> Three up? minutes, Johnny. Three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> I, it, it is, it, uh, Mick, you think I have these conversations on the phone with you down in Tasmania. I'm yes. telling you this, Don has got autism. I, I said that to someone the other day. And, and i tell you who I said it to, Fiona Byrne. I said, Don, I think, seriously has autism. Nothing wrong with having autism. Where but is just Fiona? She's, she's just, she said she'd like to come in and speak about, she's been judging Miss Australia. And she said there's some interesting things to say about it. So she's coming in, she said she was, but she says that a lot. Um, uh, so <laughs> like Wayne Carey. So, so why wouldn't you put up uh, that... Uh, Sabalenka and Medvedev are from Russia. What's it got to do with us that they've invaded the Ukraine? Uh, honestly, there are more simple-minded, politically correct people masquerading as um, virtuous parasites in this world than oh God Almighty. Than it's parasites. unbelievable. Um, um, did you see... Um, did you see someone told me, uh, Don's laughing and he can't speak because he's got a mouthful of Anzacs. That's why he can't speak. What are you all trying to say, stupid? Here, get over here, wait for this. Go on, what are you trying to say? It's called manners. It's what? 
Cool manners. It's tell you what it's called. It's called manners not to eat on microphone. Uh, where how many but it's times? manners not to eat with your mouth full. But you you've overcome that. You can shovel a whole not to eat barrel with your load ma- in not your to mouth eat with and your still mouth conduct a conversation. How else would you eat if your mouth's not full? You, that's that's another. But you can carry a conversation with a full mouth that's of food. That's another mixed <laughs> metaphor. It's, it's not not kosher to eat with your mouth full. That's exactly how you eat with your mouth full. It's not speak with your mouth full, Don. That's what it is. Uh, now um, Ben should be ringing in. Oh, so we got down to 9.35. The end of the countdown? Yes. Oh, gee, well, let's so stand you'll by be happy. up, see if we can put him to air, if in fact we're already not on air. Um, uh, and, and did you notice uh, Mr Joyce and Mr Joyce, who got $85 million bonus to uh, leave Qantas, someone said they sat for six hours on the tarmac uh, on the Qantas plane. Did you hear this? Yes, I heard this as well. Six hours. Six hours they yep. sat on the tarmac yep. because the plane had been overloaded too much and the short <coughs> runway wasn't long enough for the plane to get into the air. So they sat for six hours. Who sat? The Ivan, passengers. Come the in. Passen- the passengers sat there for six hours. This is what I've heard. Yep. And... They were only, in that six hours, it's a good way to lose a bit of weight, they were given just some water and a few bags of nuts. That was it for six hours. And they said, due to the plane being overloaded, well, whose and fault sh- is that? And a short runway because... Yep. Here oh, we go. The Holy shit. Sue, come on in. Here we go. Oh, jeez. Oh, I know you've had an operation, but... Hello? 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 Oh, my word. Well, the Doc has uh, come back from the wilderness. It's great to have you on board, Doc. <laughs> How are you, boys? What trouble are you causing this week? Well, no, just... no, no. He's just so excited. What have you got? Uh, have you got some photos of him, Doc? Because he just gets so excited when you're on. Doc. It starts an mm. hour before. Up, I'm not bro. allowed to have coffee. At quarter past eight, I've Don's got to be in here preparing for your interview. MichaelChristianMenswear.com <laughs> is here and he's brought over some Anzac biscuits from the Ayatollah from Tasmania and Don is eating them on air, Doc. I, how many times have we told him, don't eat on air? And Michael yeah, Christian... But, but the reason people like Don is because Don does what Don wants to do when Don wants to do it and that's what makes Don, Don. And I love... The fact that Michael has made the, the stubby coolers. Michael, thank you so much. I've got one now in my office there at home. Not that I'm drinking while working at home, although I did get in a little bit of trouble in the last week or so. I, I got called out uh, by the Daily Telegraph newspaper here in Sydney because the Friday before last I appeared on a colleague's program and it was late on a Friday afternoon after I'd been to a long lunch and I was accused of being a little bit Tipsy? Uh, how should we put it? Tipsy. Well, were you? So, a bit yes, of I was. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, well, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I, I was. I Because I, I had a story to break, and so I thought, oh, I've got to break the story. And, like, I, I didn't choose the timing. The, the story came my way. It was actually quite a big story because um, it, it turned into something everyone spoke about, which was the fact that John Farnham had lent You're the Voice uh, to the Voice campaign. And as you know, you guys spoke about it Last week, it's been all over the country, and so I had that that news that was given to me over lunch or while I was at lunch, and so I thought I'd better go into the studio and break the news, knowing that everyone was going to be talking about it a couple of days later when it was going to be confirmed. But my boss was listening, and he called me afterwards, and he said, have you been to lunch? And I said, yeah, I have. Why? How do you know? He said, I just heard you on air. 
it was pretty obvious. Um, so you know, is I that mean, all? That it was that all that was said, Ben? Yeah, he just said in future mm-hmm. when you get an exclusive story like that, can yeah. you just pass it along to the host and and let them break it? And oh, I did say, well, that's no, 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 them. you're a journal. You've got to receive the credit you for breaking be, a story. Yeah. You wouldn't be doing and, that. And you know, I, I did say to him that's going to take a little bit of a, adjusting from my point of view. Exactly. Because, you because know, you're not I've, a team all, player. No, I am a team player, Don, but I've always operated on the basis that, you know, when news breaks, you want to get that news out there, you want to share it with people. And, and, you know, I've received a phone call, I'll tell you, many, many years ago, I received a phone call at one o'clock in the morning. I'd been to my own farewell. I was working at a, uh, for Radio 2UE in Canberra as a political correspondent, and I'd done a year there. I was due to be heading back to Sydney at 9am. The removalist trucks were coming. And at 1am, I received a phone call and the bloke said, get to Threadbow. And I said, why? And he said, there's a massive story breaking in Threadbow. All of the emergency services are headed there. But I'd been out to my own farewell, so I wasn't fit enough to drive. So I started, I phoned this photographer, Mike Bowers, this legendary photographer. Oh, yes, from the ABC or cartoonist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, said, mate, we've got to jump in the car. You've got to drive both of us to Threadbow. And he said, but I'm pissed. And I said, well, wake up Liz, who was his girlfriend at the time. He said, no, she's pissed too. So we had three of us. None of us could drive. We eventually tracked down a bloke called Ben Mitchell, a newspaper journalist, and he drove all four of us to Threadbow, and it was the Threadbow landslide, you know, a big story. And we were some of the first to arrive there. So, you know, again, I mean, what am I to do? Say to the person calling me at 1am, no, listen, I've had a few drinks, so I can't cover the story, so... I don't know. I guess, you know, you've got to follow the boss's orders. The boss wants me to do that going forward. Uh, now, Ben, uh, you know how when you get home at, at 3 a.m. in the morning and you've got the porch light on and all the moths are buzzing around the light, you wouldn't mm. believe who's just walked in. Hasn't been, here, hasn't been here for four weeks and she suddenly walked in. The, the pheromones must have come through <laughs> the microphone because she's here. You can't wipe well. the grit off a gob. Ben. Well, you know what, Phoebe, how are you, my dear friend? I'm so much better for hearing your voice. Oh, oh well, that's good. God, this that's is very sick. good. That's this very is good. Sickly. They're all jealous of our oh, friendship, Ben. Oh, well, I, I, think, I think they're resentful of our, you know, secret, deep oh, and meaningful relationship oh, that we have. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so uh, Doc. Um, hey, Ben, I missed you on um, Wednesday. I was in Sydney and I thought we might cross paths at the uh, upfronts. Oh, the Channel 9 Upfronts, yeah, mm. this is the big event where we show off all of the big shows we've got coming up. I, I was there on stage as part of it, but as soon as the party got underway, I got out of there because I, I, I try and avoid those kind of things on school nights. In fact, Richard Wilkins called me and he said, uh, mate, don't leave the party without me. And I said, uh, Dickie, I'm at home with my children <laughs> and my wife having dinner. I left hours ago. So, um, so yeah, look, they've got some big shows coming up and... You know who I ran into there? Now, this is really interesting for you guys. I I spotted Eddie McGuire and Caroline Wilson, right? And the two of them were locked in conversation. Now, I'm not a Melbourne person, but I followed enough kind of Melbourne mafia stuff and the, the kind of wars and disputes that go on within the AFL to know that from time to time, these two have had some interesting exchanges, Eddie and Caro, and I know... You have as well, Sam. So I was really intrigued to watch these two chatting together. And then I entered the conversation as well. I met Caro for the first time. 
I found her rather charming, Sam. I've got to say, oh, I confess to her that I'm that I'm um, involved in the Sam Newman podcast. She questioned my sanity, uh, but then I said to Caro and Eddie, I said, "Now, how long have you two known each other?" And they were explaining that they go back to to I think when they were teenagers, when they when they started working around the media and around AFL. So no, it was fascinating to watch the two of them exchanging, and they were. Getting along like a house on fire. Yes, Caro insists on treat, being treated equally, along with, but not too equally. If you, if you understand what I mean, no, she does. Uh, she thinks well, I, so. No, I we're think, all in it together as long as I'm not in it too much together. Well, I think Caro is formidable. It formidable. Was, it was great seeing Eddie, wasn't it, Ben? Why do? Yeah, you? Eddie. Eddie was in good form. He's going to be part of the Olympics coverage for. For Channel Nine, so no. There's, Why there's do you think she's formidable? To. Well, because she she doesn't take a backward step because no, she, she has an opinion in the media. Yeah, and well, I, and oh, I, I welcome like, to the club. Yeah, like you, but Sam, well, like not you. everyone. Not everyone has that same strength. A lot of people cave at, at the first hint of pressure, and so I I admire people like her, like you, who are willing to have a go and stand their ground. Now, Ben, you just mentioned that Channel 9 have got the Olympics. Which, the Summer or Winter Olympics? Well, we've got all of them. but we, Really? We're going to be, so we're not going yeah, to see gonna... Bruce? Don's no, into his you... third Anzac as we speak. <laughs> yeah, you won't see Bruce, but um, while I was there at the Channel 9 upfronts, I saw a big a message came up on the big screen and it said, and Ben Fordham will be broadcasting live from Paris. And someone standing next to me said, oh, that's good. And I said, well, I didn't know that for sure until now, but now that they've announced it. What about the bride? Yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping on the plane and being in Paris. With Jodie, take the kids over? Yeah, well, I've I've said to Jodie, she speaks French, so I've said to Jodie that she should come over for at least a week to be my translator. Oh, bonsoir. Ben, I need to get a gig as your producer. Well, now, for that there trip might be a to job Paris. going. Oh, really? Now, Doc, have you given yeah. the uh, electric car back to Elliot? No. <laughs> no, I haven't given the electric car well, back to Elliot. Well, what's your verdict? I'm, I'm loving driving the electric car, but I might, have, I might have misled you when I suggested that the EV could drive all the way from Sydney to Melbourne in one go. Because oh, after we knew that... that. I know, but I, I was just taking a guess, and I'd only just received this car to have a go of. How many Ks would it be from Sydney to Melbourne? Do we think eight hundred? Yep, eight hundred. Yeah, so that means you'd have to you'd have to recharge once along the way, at least. No, once. Uh, well, all right, and if there's a whole lot of people in them, uh, there's about four charging stations at one particular venue. You've got to wait for five mm. or six hours to get a turn. It's no, absolute well, nonsense. It's a hoax. Okay, well, a fast charge can charge your car in about 30 minutes, right? If, you, if you're first in the queue. Yeah, so if there were four people in front of you, then you might have to wait a couple of hours if there was only one charger. But, but Sam, I'm not planning on driving to Melbourne. I've never driven from Sydney to Melbourne or Melbourne to Sydney. Um, that's the kind of trip where I jump on an aeroplane. And, and, in fact, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be uh, flying tomorrow to Melbourne and I'm going to be broadcasting live from Flemington on Friday morning. Ooh. And I've got a bit of a dilemma. I've got a slot that's free at 8.15 on Friday morning. And, Sam, I'm, I'm starting to contemplate whether I should be trying to encourage you to wake up early on Friday morning and come to Flemington and have a chat with me live on the 2GB Breakfast Show. Yeah, like about what? Just about life? Yeah, oh, you probably wouldn't put most of it to air. 
Could it be live? Yeah, oh, well, no, yeah. So, um, can I just jump in? Actually, yes. Sam, you do know <laughs> how to behave on radio. He did a fantastic interview the other night with um, Sam Kekovich. Yes, and that was a great chat. And mm-hmm. you didn't. You managed to not offend too many people in in that hour. So, Ben, I reckon and, and you know, extend extend the hand of friendship. Why are you broadcasting from Flemington on Friday? Promoting the Melbourne Cup Carnival, so it's a it's a fly in and fly out. I'll I'll be well. The other thing we could do is we could always have a little early dinner on Thursday night. That would be good. Can I invite myself? Who's up for that? I'm going to say yeah. who, who are you asking? Uh, Phoebe. I would, I would take you in all. Like I'd, take, Flynn. I'd take you all to dinner for an early dinner Thursday night. Where Done. About? Sold. Where? Phoebe, well, where do you want to go? Down. Yeah. What would you would you like us to make the booking? No, I can sort something out, but otherwise you tell me, yeah, you can make a booking somewhere and I'll be there and we have an early dinner, my shower. So let's just get this is this Thursday, this is tomorrow. Correct. Uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, tom- tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow, Thursday. Today is God. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow, uh, the doctor is coming down in his own private plane, his private jet, and uh, he wants to take us to dinner. now. Um, You've got a function, Phoebe. Well, well, sure. That's Cancelled suddenly been immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we could. We, why don't you make a booking for six pm? I'm going to have a plus one with me, my executive producer James Willis, who would love to meet you all. So you just add two on from the Sydney crew and and, and whoever where, wants to come from the Melbourne eating? end. Where are we going? Well, I don't know. Somewhere. I mean, I don't want to go too far, but I'll, I'll be staying in the city somewhere. But well, you're going to organise the place, are you? Either society. Of, no, or, you are, Sam. Oh, I, I am. Yes. Yeah, I think you organise it, Sam. I think you organise right. it because I trust you. I'm happy to jump in an Uber and come wherever. You just tell me where to go and I'll be there. Okay. But, well, but, but I'm, I'm, I, I kind of dine a little bit earlier than most, so could we do a kind of six o'clock? Oh, we can up? do anything for you, Ben. The fir- Sounds perfect. The first person I'll be speaking when we get off air will be Eddie because Eddie can get us into anywhere. I couldn't get us into, <laughs> I couldn't get us into McDonald's. But uh, we, there's a place called... Um, um, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Chris Lucas. You know, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I've been to. Chin Chin. Yeah, no. There's Chin Chin. There's the um, there's the uh, Californian Grill or the Grill. Oh, grilled Americano. Grill? That's what you're talking about. And what's yeah. the other one? Gimlet or Gab- uh, Gimlet? Gimlet. No, Gimlet. 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 There's got to be more than three restaurants no, in Melbourne. Oh, they're the creme de la creme. Ben, leave it to us. We'll sort it out. Hey, he's not coming down. You happy to, to do he's it? He's not coming yeah, down absolutely. to eat an hungry Jack's Don. He's coming down no, to well, Swiss. But it's I'm a easy. Company. I'm easy. No, it's a ben, ben, six o'clock. It's done. We'll sort it out. We'll come back to you off air with the um, location. Can you look after the booking, Phoebe? Yes, I'll sort it out. Because I've just got a feeling that it would be a, a smoother experience if you deal with it, other than Sam or Don. <laughs> I'm I'm deferring to Eddie. Eddie will get. Oh, but Eddie Eddie doesn't want to get involved in doing a dinner booking for Ben Fordham, mate. You like You'll old women? Will you shut up? Uh, right, he'll do it for me. Oh, God. Now, um, uh, no, Phoebe, Phoebe, you look after it, and I'll contact you via text today. Thanks, Ben. To we'll talk organise off the detail. As yeah, they say, we'll take, we'll take this offline. Ben, can we'll I ask you a question? Line. Can I ask you a question? It's, yes, Don. Why Flemington? There will be nobody at Flemington. So, why well, are you doing the broadcast coming all the way from Sydney to nobody? Staging. That's a very, very good question. And I asked the same question when I was asked to be there, but it's all about, you know, the the imagination that you can create to build anticipation of the Melbourne Cup Carnival, 
Uh, so look, shouldn't um, you be promoting the Everest? I do that as well. Oh, you got a foot in both camps. He's ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. So whoever wants to, you know, engage with the number one radio show uh, in Sydney at breakfast time, we're we're happy to take your money and to promote whatever you've got going on, whether it's the the Melbourne Cup Carnival or anything else around the place. Maybe we should be doing. Maybe the the You Cannot Be Serious podcast should be advertising on Two GB. Well, if you could advertise for us, uh, we, we, we're happy for you to run it and we can just be guests. Mm. What's your advertising budget like? Oh, 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 well, if we can sell a few more stubby holders, uh, I reckon we can afford to pay well, for one person them away. to go out to dinner tonight. Now, listen, Phoebe, can I tell you about an idea that I've had? And I have pitched this to the boys. Yes, Ben. And I haven't followed through with it yet. I, I need to confess that because... But I do have it ready to go. So um, Gina Liano, uh, who was on The Real Housewives of Melbourne, and she also happens to be a very smart legal mind, she's got her own podcast called Judge Gina, where she has two parties who, will, who are friends, but they might have a disagreement over a certain topic or topics, and Judge Gina sorts it out. So I've contacted a producer who works with Judge Gina Liano, and Judge Gina is open to coming in on the You Cannot Be Serious podcast and all of the little disputes that these two might have around Anzac biscuits and speaking into the microphone and repeating stories that may have been told 16 yeah, times. Yeah, spot on. Gina, Gina can hear both sides of the arguments and then can adjudicate and give a judgment from Judge Gina about who really is most cuckoo out of Sam and Don? Do you reckon that would be a good listen? I think it would be a superb listen and I would encourage it to happen because... Now, I'm not making light of this, Doc, because uh, it's an ailment that suffer, people suffer from. But Sam I was don't. speaking to uh, Phoebe yesterday and I said, I honestly think Don, Don has autism. Oh, and Oh, well, I did. You did. And you said, well, he, he said, well, he says that about you. I said, yeah, but he's joking. I think Don actually has autism, and I'm not I'm making autistic. light. No, I'm, I'm not autistic. making light of that because it's a lot. <laughs> well, you you've got Aspergers. Oh. I'm autistic. What a combination. On a scale of one to ten, Don, what the autism? What, no, what number are you? Well, let's, let's not make light of, of no, people No, I'm not making who light. Who have, We're not. Yeah, I had a serious it's a conversation with you, didn't mm, I, yes. Phoebe? He has autism. And, and you know what? So you're two, you two are talking behind my back. Absolutely. Yeah. What other way? Jeez, I'm not going to ring you anymore, Phoebe. <laughs> some, of, some of the brightest minds in the world have autism. They do. Uh, and, and so you often find that people have you got it, ben? spectrum. Ben. Oh, no, I, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Do you know, I, the I bloke who ran, you know the bloke who ran nine successfully for his whole career? Should I mention this? Yeah. Uh, yeah um, 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 Mr. Packer? David Gingell. Yeah, David Gingell. Oh, Hasn't a... he got autism? No, I think... No, I don't think it's autism. Oh, don't you? I no. Thought... I mean, Gingell's Ginger's a very talented boy. Oh, absolute um, star. I'm, just I'm trying to think who it might have been. I don't know whether it was Gingell or someone else might have been dyslexic. Yeah, dyslexic. Um, Kerry Packer was um, dyslexic. No. Yeah, well, there you go. I yeah. mean, you often find that. And, and look, as people... Sinclair Hill was uh, dyslexic too. Do you remember Sinclair Hill? A yes. great Australian no, polo player. Sinclair Hill, yes. Oh. He, um, so Sinclair Hill actually was Prince Charles's polo coach. 
Mm. Hey Doc, have you have you heard of Larry? Have you, have you heard of Larry? Don's autism kicking in again. Oh. And I had Fiona going as well, but you two cut me off. You, I, do, I do not want. Speaking of Sinclair, of have you heard of have you heard of someone called Larry Sinclair, a Doc? Larry tuck, Sinclair. Tucker no, Carlson. Tucker Carlson interviewed Larry Sinclair. About, oh yeah, I saw. I saw the clip you, of it. Have wow. you, you listened to that interview? It is extraordinary. Extraordinary about yeah, Barack mean, Obama. Oh, no. oh, you can't believe Rex is, this. Oh, Rex is coming Rex, in. Rex, oh, Rex, oh, shit. Jesus. Rex is coming. Hey, wait for this. Oh, God. I'm a bit worried just about Tucker Carlson. I mean, I think he's Tucker just, fantastic. I don't know. I mean, he is. He's brilliant. Yeah, but he, he seems to be just, he just seems to be just getting a little bit kooky. Hang on a minute. Just a, Rex. Hey, did I hear Ivan there, by the way? Yeah, Ivan's, Ivan's there. there. Rex, Michael's here. And, and we've just got Rex Hunt coming in. Shut up, Don. The great Rex Hunt has come into the podcast. Would you like to speak to Ben Fordham in Sydney, Rex? Oh, I love Rex. Oh, have a look. He's, he's come alive. He's, he's said, come alive. He said he loves oh, you. Oh, God, here we go. Here he is. This is the great he's Rex back. Hunt. Rex doc, Hunt doc, is you back, there? ladies and gentlemen. So, Hello, mate. Doc, Doc, you obviously knew that I was in a bit of trouble and uh, Newman has been just the absolute... That we we're on air, Rex. Oh, I don't give a fuck. What oh, here we got Ricky Nixon. We've got the whole crowd. <laughs> oh, jeez, one Rex, flew over the cookies nest. Speak to Doc. <laughs> Doc, you said you had Doc two or three Fordham. kids that wanted yeah. that Lawsy wasn't well enough to speak to them about old-fashioned radio with Jack Davy. I said hmm. I can get to Aubrey, but I can't do long hauls. Hmm. Give me two days to get there and get them somewhere. Down where my unit is at the at the what is it circular key or whatever the fucking thing's called. Yeah, Don and, uh, uh, Rex Rex uh, kiddies kiddies are listening. <laughs> Rex, hey, can I just okay. say? No, Rex, sit down, man. I just want to say something. I just want to say something. Sit down. Can we have a round of applause? I'm having. Can we have a round of applause for Rex Hunt? Hang on, he's Rex still Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. Some of the biggest names in the game. John Newman is. Rex. You're an imbecile, Scott. <laughs> right, that's Rex now. The Rex is just blown in and blown out, and uh, things are going well. No, well, hang on a moment. Hang on a moment. Why don't you wrap me up, and then I want to hear Rex on... on no, he's walked three. out. No, no he's, he's coming back again, Doc. The only reason he oh, sat he's down... lost his glasses. The only reason he sat down, Doc, was to speak to you. And now, and yeah, uh, but would you like to speak to the chicken, Nixon? He's just walked in. <laughs> There's, there's chicken train there as well. Yes, he's walked in. He's got a shirt on. Quickly, Ricky. This is, this, uh, this he's is, got the chicken this is shirt what, on. This is what we're dealing hey, with, Phoebe. the lunatic asylum. Lunatic hey, asylum. Hey, Ben, I think you and I are going to go for dinner tomorrow night and leave these guys at home. Sorry. Here's Phoebe, the chicken. Do you, ever wonder, do you ever wonder to yourself, how did I end up here? Well, thankfully, Ben, I've only ended up here just to talk to you. So the window is the window is tightening. She's got the editor waiting for here. She's got the editor at, on the phone. Well, please tell me that I'm going to hear Rex Hunt on part three of the podcast today because I'll be listening when I get home. I'm guessing I'm on no, part two. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's just 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 gone. He's just
What? He's just driven past. <laughs> it's a madhouse. Oh, you are mate, not you wrong. Are, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Driven well, past that's all we need. Car. I'm going to ring hey, you. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll see you in Melbourne tomorrow night. Phoebe, I'll be on the text with you today. <laughs> and we are going to, to dinner tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, Ben. See you tomorrow night. Shit, Love you all. Hang on. Ciao. Oh. I've been looking for Rex Hunt for three weeks and I just walk in. I Jesus. went to the toilet, didn't know he was sitting in. Now he's just stormed out. So you found him in the toilet. <laughs> what, what, well, uh, I won't comment on that. What are you talking about, Phoebe? Oh, it's Ricky. I'm just saying to Ricky, you're still on air. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we're on air, Ricky. Uh, are we? Uh, oh. uh, chicken. Uh, okay. I've got better in Rex. What, what was that about? He, he honestly, he oh, swept my. in. What? Do you want to close his chapter and call him? Oh, well, I can call him now, Phoebe. You speak. You carry the podcast for a minute. I need a spell. You yep. carry so it for a, a minute. Have a spell. Oh. Go on. Go on, Don. Do I'm something. I'm not going to carry it. I'm ringing Rex. Hit the button, please. Shut up. No. <laughs> Look, actually, Ricky, I'll carry it. Tell us about what you've been up to. I hear you've got a big um, breakfast coming up very soon. Uh, yeah, grand final breakfast on grand final morning. And um, also, I've got a big story coming up on my podcast on Monday about Chrissy Swan. Oh, dear. Have you got a podcast, Rick? Yes, I have. What's it called? It's called The Chicken Coop. It's uh, more about old footy stories and uh, inside. And you do it by yourself or with somebody? Dan Lonigan, ex-ABC. Dan Lonigan, he's very good at hosting, so I do it with him. And uh, it's been going... And you've got a guest this week, have you? I have a guest each week. And who have you got uh, this week? Well, uh, this, I do it on Mondays, but it was Robert D.P. Domenico. Oh, Bertie. Tipper, who yep. was very funny. And uh, yep. told me a fact that I, don't, I wonder if you knew this, Don. You probably oh, do yeah. as an ex-Hawthorne superstar. Is There's only been two coaches of the Hawthorne Football Club that weren't ex-players. I didn't. And that's, who are, who are uh, they? That is Alan Jeans. Correct. Number one. And, oh, no, it goes way back. I mean, in the 40s. Well, no, sorry. He said in the last 30 years, I think, something like that. Uh, there's only been two coaches that weren't uh, ex-players. Cla- One's Clarkson, Alan Jeans and, and Clarkson, Clarkson. And, and, and arguably they were the two most successful, weren't they? Well, arguably, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. arguably. Who yeah. was your first coach? John Kennedy. Oh, yes, very good coach as well, yes. Yes, uh, and then David Parkin. David and Parkin. then Alan Jeans for 12 months, I think. Yeah, yeah. At the end. Yeah. Right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... Lot of uh, what would you say? A uh, very popular coach, wasn't he? Or very, a lot at uh, Alan Jeans, as in people think he was a great coach. But you've got, any coach who's great has got to have the players. Now, oh, I agree with <coughs> you. Yeah. John Kennedy. I mean, it's just we've got Alex Jeselenko won a premiership at Carlton. Goes to St Kilda, not successful. Yes. Tony Jewell, the same. John Kennedy Need went from Hawthorne to North Melbourne. Alan Jeans went from Hawthorne to Richmond. Alistair Clarkson now at North Melbourne from Hawthorne. So it depends on the cattle you've got as to who uh, or your success. So, no, I think... It makes me laugh at this time of the year. I know you you guys don't follow footy very much these days, but the trade period, they just talk it up all day, every day, for the sake of one player. One player ain't going to win you a premiership next year. I don't care which club you're And also, Rick, the players that they're getting... You're inheriting a problem. I believe that, you know, these players are either discontented or lack ability or whatever yeah, else. Fair point. And so all you're doing is recycling and I don't think they're going to add much to your team. There yeah. are one or two that do, but it's only short term. Mm. Yes. 
So I mean, you'd arguably say, I think Rex is back, actually, looking at the uh, car that's pulling oh, up at the front. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you want me to go and speak right to right him, now Sam? I'm good at negotiation. Up, uh, this has been the most <laughs> interesting. interesting. Uh, Rex has driven back, and I've God knows what, what he's going to oh, do. I better get out of his seat, or he might So here we go, uh, kids. Well, well done.